When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to the DNBR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNBR when you sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boost every single day. We got a pick of the week for you this week, though. Uh, it's a little bit of an easy one. Why not just pick the Broncos to win week one? Which, like, in previous years, I didn't feel very comfortable doing that. And I still don't know how good the Broncos will be this year, but I feel like they'll be a lot better than they have been in the last couple of years. So I'm going with Broncos week one. And DraftKings has a bunch of promotions going on right now. You bet on the Broncos. If they get up by seven at any point in the game, your bet hits. So you don't even have to get the Broncos to win. You just need them to lead by seven at some point, and you're good to go. So jump on it. Take our pick of the week. Or if you hate the Broncos, you can bet against them. I don't care. Go over to DraftKings. Use that DNVR code. You sign up for a new account. Get all that good stuff. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Of course, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right. On today's show, we're doing a little bit of a draft. We're drafting the whole NHL, but I, I really like the way AJ put it. There's four of us, so we all get to draft eight teams. And we're going to have the Rudo division, the Jesse division, the Megan division, and the AJ division. And then we'll, we'll have you guys vote on who created the, the best division of, of hockey teams. So it should be a fun one. Uh, I'm, I'm interested to see, you know, I think some of the top and bottom teams in the leagues are pretty obvious. But we get into those middle picks, and I'm curious to see which, <laughs> which teams you guys are, are high or low on. So, I sure feel like... Colorado's going to be the first pick. Yeah, that one's pretty easy. Uh, I feel like we should do a show at the end of the season for... Oh, see how many points each of our divisions had? Yeah, yeah. who ended up having the best division. I like that. Because I'm sure there's going to be a couple of these that, uh, you know, we picked today. And it's like, oh, an idiot got stuck with blank. And then, yeah, could be, yeah, could look very different at the end. <laughs> we'll compare. We can compare end of season results to the to the poll and what we thought. You we know. didn't really do this last year, but last year when we did our our rankings, I think it was Chicago that was the one that we really got wrong. Yep. Um, can you guys hear my phone again? Not so not, far, not but we're show. only three well, minutes well, and fifty well, seconds I, so, in. You can normally hear it coming through my computer because I always silence my phone. It makes a noise on my computer. It's like, oh, I'll throw my headphones in today. And the same dude who was just going through. I, I he's just getting ahead of it. Yeah, I think he's yeah, just well, fired. Well, no, because he was, he was giving AJ shit for something yesterday. I don't know. Whoever this guy is was saying all kinds of shit yesterday. So I was like, ah, throw my headphones in because. Yeah, see? <laughs> he's just there trying to go. get out ahead of it today. Um, Solving okay. problems. Very quickly before we jump in, the interesting. I'm actually going to take this headphone out and just 
turn my my phone up now. I'll that, text now you that's all that's show. Good. Yeah, I was gonna say just. Um, the interesting news of the day: Tibbs Dutz signing an eight by eight at points three. I think it, it, very large deal for a guy who doesn't even have a sixty point season. He had fifty eight, so it's like it's oh, not yeah. sixty, but he's in the neighborhood. So we've seen. Well, it's interesting because we've seen Josh Norris, Tim Stutzla, Nick Suzuki, all get big time deals. Uh, and so you do wonder. You're like, huh? We were talking yesterday. Alex Newhook, if he hits that fifty point barrier, where does that contract go? Could be a could be a substantial one if you want to. Especially lock them up with a decent amount. Of yeah, well, and like the thing is, is that yes, those teams are overpaying for the production that they've produced right now, but they're paying for future not production, not right? Paying. Like, yeah. if the cap takes a ten million dollar jump in the eight years that that thing is in place, like, given given that none of those guys are going to be deep into their thirties by the end of those deals, like you're, you think that there's a good chance they age pretty well. Yes, um, but yeah. also like they have to, right? If it's if a big bet, if you're getting sixty points out of an eight million dollar guy, that doesn't feel very good. Yeah, I mean, we look at eight million dollars as one thing today, but in three years, what are we going to look at an eight million dollar player as? I hear you, but I still, also, I still wonder. Like, Jason Robertson right now is like, yeah, that dude's about to get. Paid. Am I a ten million dollar player? <laughs> <laughs> like. Did Dallas did Dallas blow this by waiting as long as they did, or did Robertson purposely wait out these guys getting deals so he could just be like, "I'm better than all those fools." Yeah, so. I don't know. It's it's an interesting one because you you see teams do this where, like you said, AJ, they're not they're not paying for Tim Stutzla today. I mean, we saw it with uh, with Jack Hughes. Was that last summer? Mm-hmm. Two summers ago. Where, you know, the dollar amount relative to what they've done, it's like a little shocking even. Um, but again, like you, you look at a guy like Nathan McKinnon, and that's kind of what you hope for on deals like this, especially with where you hope the cap uh, could potentially be going, is can we position this so that Tim Stutzel looks like an absolute steal in five years? Um I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what it does. Like this just kind of widespread way of thinking. Um, well, I think it's going to be interesting to see what it does to the market. I think Hughes is an interesting guy to bring up because uh, he got an $8 million deal and was a point per game player last season. And all these guys now make more money than him. Like Josh right. Norris, I think got, I think Josh Norris is like 7.9. Like, he's, like, right on the precipice of eight. And right now, Josh Norris or Jack Hughes? Which one would you rather have? All right. Well, for me, it's pretty easy. Uh, for me, it's, it's pretty clearly uh, Jack Hughes. And that's, like, yeah, I like Josh you, Norris. He's a good player. Jack Hughes, though. Yeah, I was going to say, but you're also, like, Jack Hughes' number one fan. If, any, if there's any one foam finger I mean, AJ has, it's a Jack Hughes foam finger. I mean, that's not true. It would definitely be an Andre Svechnikov foam thing. Let's remember who the real fave here is. <laughs> uh, but 
Like Jack Hughes, like Jack Hughes had more points in twenty fewer games last year than Josh Norris. Like, right, but but, but I mean, like, like, like what I'm slide. saying, like, is is that like that's a better player, and there's a there's a hundred k difference now, and so the Hughes the Hughes contract has kind of set the baseline for this generation of forwards to sign, and we're seeing guys one year later getting a couple hundred k more, and. Uh, are they going to end up comparable players in four years? Are they going to end up close enough? Like these teams are all betting on these guys actually like living up to their potential uh, yeah, and it's... like in, in lofty draft status. And it's really just like, to me, I think it's just interesting. Not all that different from the Kale McCarr situation. It made me McCarr think about... first. Sorry. No, go ahead. The Stars owner, Tom Gaglardi, the comments he made yeah. about paying young players out of entry-level contracts, big money, and how he wasn't crazy about doing that. And I think this is going to apply some pressure for whatever the Jason Robertson contract is going to be. I mean, Robertson has to look at these and go, okay, well, my number at worst is now $9 million. Right. Well, and, yep. and, and the more so the point that I was making with the Jack Hughes thing was I, I just – I seriously, I remember when that one was signed – a lot of people were like, "Yeah, we see the upside on Jack Hughes, but wow, he hasn't he hasn't necessarily earned this number and this term to this point." And yeah, it was very he obvious. Had a thirty-one was, point season. Right, right, right. <laughs> and, and it was just one of those things where the Devils were looking at it, saying, "No, we think this is a point per game player." Now, one year later, that you know looks like you can start feeling a lot better about that that deal then yeah, yeah. You know, and obviously the 31 points there's asterisks and caveats and stuff but uh you, you can start feeling better about that it's the same thing here and it is just interesting to see shit man i mean go back what 10 years and this was a set and forget bridge deal like no doubt you get yeah. the bridge from from your elc you get two three years at some decent money and then you reassess from there it is just so interesting to see the way that the league is kind of shifting and McKinnon actually, I remember being one of the first ones that just skipped the bridge and went right to the well, longer it's, term. It's literally why Ryan O'Reilly's friction with the abs existed because Matt Duchesne took the bridge deal. Matt Duchesne through three years had been far more productive. O'Reilly wanted a five-year deal. There was basically no precedent at the time for giving deal guys straight off ELCs, long-term deals like that. Um, O'Reilly was really the pioneer in this way because he was the one that was pushing hard for it um, while not having proven himself. Like P.K. Subban was also a guy that he was forced to eat a bridge, but he'd been a Norris guy already. Uh, so it was a little easier to have that conversation with the P.K. Subban than Ryan O'Reilly, who doubled his career production in the third year of his career. Um, so it was uh, it was interesting. And then that wave of players. We saw that next small wave. The Mark Shifley, Johnny Gaudreau, Nathan McKinnon, all signs in the signed in that range of six million dollars together. Whoa. They'd all had similar careers up to that point. And, and all, all banger contracts. <laughs> all of them turned yeah. into big time value deals for their teams. Yeah. So that's really that's this wave of deals. That's why I thought it was interesting. Um less like some of it is like with new hook in mind uh but also like this is the next generation those guys are now getting eight million dollar deals which used to be reserved for the elite players of the league but now the elite players of the league are going to start getting you know 11 12 13 million over the next few years 
Well, it's just it's and that's and that's going to be the part that's going to be so interesting with these because it's it's obvious there's been a shift in the way the GMs think, uh, or you know, just teams in general in terms of wow, instead of waiting for this guy to have a breakout, can we maybe overpay him for a year and then hope the breakout hits and we get him either at very fair value or he's actually a little, you know, what he's making is maybe less than what he's worth. Um, it's just been interesting to see that way of thinking shift. And yeah, to your point, Asia, uh, the, what I'm most interested in is the trickle up effect. How does it now impact? And obviously Miko did his deal a couple years ago, but theoretically, the players like Miko Ranton and where it's like, nope, you're solidified as a top tier guy. You're not a whole hell of a lot older than some of these younger guys. Where does that contract fall? Um, do you still pay extra for the longevity? Uh, Cause you assume that they'll continue to get better. It, it's just, it's, it's an interesting shift uh, in, in the way that people do yeah. business. That Miko bridge. <laughs> Miko is set up right now as the guy they can't keep. Right. Right. So. It's I, I think it's an interesting comparison with O'Reilly kind of for that generation. You kind of had Nylander as the guy who really held out off of his ELC yeah. um, mm-hmm. this time to get that extra money or, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, anyway, we do have to get into the actual show today. So let's bring up our, our draft board if we have it ready to go. Uh, I, I don't know who's picking first, but I do. I'm pretty confident in who they're going to be picking. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> We're going to go through all 32 teams here. It's going to be a big one. Okay, apparently I'm picking the Senators seven times. Uh, <laughs> hey, they had a big offseason. <laughs> um, yeah. So I somehow I always end up picking first in these things. Wow, isn't that convenient? Wow. Yeah, I, I whose always... idea it was just always ends up picking first. All right, look. Blade fix it. All right. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna demand a reshuffle of this draft order. Yeah, we need to go sick. back to front and have Megan pick first. That's fine. We can do that. I'm down. That's very nice. Just go <laughs> right to left. Bye. I'm good with it. <laughs> yep. Very confusing for people who don't watch the show to look at the graphic later and be like, the abs were the fourth pick. <laughs> what? I mean, they don't have to know. They can just. To say that Rudo makes terrible life choices, it's fine. It's a it's the Colorado Avalanche. Of course it is. Of course it is. <laughs> How are you not gonna pick the defending Stanley Cup champions first? I feel like any other pick in this draft, there are like multiple teams you could make an argument for, but not this one. Yeah, I especially like with the way that the offseason went for every single top team at the top of the league. Yeah. Uh, they everybody made a big move. Did they did any of them get definitively better? Definitively, no. Definitively, no. But you can make arguments that all of them got a little bit worse somewhere. Yeah. And that's I think one of the more fascinating elements of this looking at last season versus this season is if you get, if you go down the top 10 teams in the standings last year, go down to Boston at 10, who got better? If you run through all of those 10, 10 teams, I don't know that, I don't know that you, I don't know that you really make an argument that any of the top 10 teams from last year made definitive improvements over the off season. Was Calgary in the top 10? 
Yes, they were sixth, and they were the, the one team that I was the like, only team, yeah. Maybe you could talk yourself into, but I say I'm saying definitively, they definitely, right. they're no doubt a better team. They filled a hole, they did whatever, they got better. We don't know yet, and like I feel like a team like Washington, right? Like I think they got better. You can say Darcy Kemper, the stability in that, they are going to be better. But, but how much better? Close enough to we be. Don't in know. There, sure. But like that's a team that got. But you could be like, oh, they got better. Like, okay, you start to get into the the middle of the league, you could start having these conversations about these guys. Definitely sure. But the top of the league, I think, is it's fascinating in that way. So Who got I guess I'm just worse? I'm curious how this draft plays out, and I should stop talking about it and make my picks. I think I'm next. <laughs> what is the draft order? I, I, yeah. If we are going, if we're if we're actually doing it from right to left, yeah. just to fuck with Rudo. <laughs> okay. He moved oh, he swapped. It. He swapped him. Nice. Okay. Right. AJ is up though. Um. Shit. <laughs> uh, I really am. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna pick Calgary. At two. That feels yeah, a little aggressive, but I understand yeah, it. Damn. Yeah. I just think uh, I don't. I don't like the steps back uh, that that Florida and Toronto took um, Minnesota's a joke. So no, thank you. And I don't trust, I don't trust Carolina's goalies. Once again, I don't trust two injury prone guys to not be injury prone. So I'm going with what I think is just a rock solid top to bottom roster in Calgary. I, I, I don't think I would have taken them at two, but top five for sure. Given the acquisitions they made in the offseason, this particularly picking up Uyghur for them, I think was yep. was huge. Yep, agreed. Is it me? It is. It is. You guys know my affinity for the Bolts, so I'm taking Tampa. Easy one there, I think. Oh man, Bet. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna struggle this year. Yeah, I know, but you said that for three rounds of the playoffs too. Mm-hmm. They're just they're they're just my and I'm sticking with my my same ideology from the playoffs until someone in the East convinces me that they're better than the Bolts. That is the best team in the East, and they are going on four straight years of being that. I just I just think the loss of Andre Pilat and Ryan McDonough with no clear cut replacement that's too much. The McDonough one is the is is the big one for me. I feel like Pilat. It just. They just have the ace in the hole, right? Of like, yeah, they scored sure they all got... their big goals. Well, I know, I know, but but what I'm saying is like, they got he, worse, he... but also Andre Vasilevsky still exists. Well, so. like, <laughs> yeah, like Stamkos, well, and, Point, Kucherov, Vasilevsky, those right. guys are all, and Hedman, those guys are awesome. They're all very good. They're still going to be a playoff team, right? Like, I'm, I'm not, oh, I'm yeah. not like, but I, I think that they're they're pushing a lot closer to fourth in their division than they are first. Sure. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, the the Palat one doesn't is wor- doesn't worry me as much as the McDonough one. That one I do think will be difficult to overcome if they don't. Uh, uh, what's the kid's name? The defenseman um, that they got back in the deal. Oh, you're talking about if, Philippe Myers. Thank you. Uh, yeah, Myers. If if he can, <laughs> uh, I I could get. I was thinking of Philippe, but I couldn't get Myers. Yep. Uh, if if you can get anything legitimate out of him, uh, I think they'll still be in, in good shape. And then to Rudo's point, they do still have just a great equalizer in, in Vassy. And 
until until the until the Panthers or the light or the Maple Leafs knock them off, I'm just gonna assume that they'll just keep winning. Yeah, all right then. Uh, I I think I would have kept the Tampa top three. I was hoping they'd follow me at four, honestly, but didn't how, quite how get there. Thoughts, yeah, almost. We, we are snake drafting this, right? I get two picks here. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, at four, that's where Rudo lives, Evan. I don't know what you're talking about. Say, that's just a shot out of his window. Yeah, he has a picture window in his bedroom. This yeah, is just that's my where roof. He lives, man. <laughs> <laughs> Rooftop deck, yeah. Hell yeah. Um, okay, at four, which order do you want? I, I think I want to do it in this order. At four, I'm taking the Leafs. Uh, I, I think Still the, couldn't get out of the first round. I know, I know, but... That was a joke about you picking them in the first round instead yep. of doing them second. Got it. I, I could have taken them fifth. It would have been... Can't, can't do that, though. The Leafs don't deserve to do that until they earn it. Say. But yeah. from, a, from a purely talent perspective... I think that team is is extremely extremely high end to the level that look are they really a cup contender? I wonder about their defense and their goaltending a little bit, but on the forward side, yes, absolutely. I don't think there's any yeah. doubt there. So, they have an elite roster. Certainly would have them in my top six or seven. I'm willing to take them at four here. You said find teams that were. Uh, better than Tampa in the East. I think it's the Leafs. And despite losing Uyghur, I think it's the Florida Panthers. Uh, I think them making the second round was a big, big deal for them. A little bit of experience at that next level. I think Matthew Kajuk is going to be amazing there. Oh my God, right? Yep. (laughs) The easiest fit ever. Uh, Matt Matt Kajuk next to Sasha Barkov is going to be the the Panthers' one big concern is Ekblad has to be completely healthy this year now, and I don't know how they replace Vigor super well. Like Brandon Montour can't be your top pairing guy; he just can't do it. <laughs> but we've seen, you know, they they collapse a little bit against Tampa in the playoffs. But beyond that, they are a team that can absolutely outscore a lot of their problems. Talk about Florida. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and you have to, I think this is what you were just saying. You have to like that tandem, too. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm a big Spencer Knight fan, obviously, based on yesterday's show. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Back to me, right? Yeah. Paul Maurice going to break your heart, man. Welcome that's, to the, welcome to okay. the ride, buddy. I'm not that invested. <laughs> been 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 watching it up close for the last couple of years, and I tell you, it is not it is <laughs> not a fun experience. Jesse froze. It looks like <laughs> mid thought too. Yeah, he's he's made his pick. He's like he's chilling. This is right like now. being on the draft floor, and the timer runs out, and it's I like say Arizona. Oh, true. Yeah, I, bet I he You did. know, he has he's been talking up the coyotes all <laughs> off season. Yeah, he really is a big fan there. I think uh I think I think the coyotes is definitely who he was trying to pick. <laughs> also, you know, he loves he loves a good dark horse. He he really might be in on the Blackhawks too. I think you're right. <laughs> uh Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> Less, less surprising pick. 
because I mean, we we really are like you only get a couple more picks here, and you're really into like the meat where it's you got some coin tosses here. Once we yeah, it gets probably really by the, interesting. Probably by the end of this round, by the time AJ and Megan are done, like you're you're really into like who do you like individually? Yeah. Before you said Chicago, I want to know who was the other pick that you guys. Arizona. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Watch them be great this year, and we all feel silly for saving them to last. <clears throat> to Arizona? There's no Arizona's going to be so hey. <laughs> hey. I'm trying to be nice to our PHNX guys, all right? They went through it last year. Imagine having to redo the 48 point season. Like, imagine about staring to go them. through it again, up, man. That's what's oh, gonna I'm saying, like, on from our side, imagine doing that again. Poor guys. All right, so Carolina off the board. They Carolina should be a contender, I feel like, but they just never seem to quite get there. It's not really something I can tell you statistically or analytically. There's just something missing, dude. And I don't know if it's Svechnikov not not taking that next step to like being an elite goal scorer. I don't know if they need another goal scorer, but they just – I'll tell AJ... you what they need. They, they need a big swinging deck. They need an alpha well, male. Well, dude, I remember you and I talking um... – I think there was an abs game on and we were waiting for an abs game to start we, during the playoffs. We were watching the hurricanes game before during doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And I remember us saying, talking about like, all right, cool. You're, you're, you're the Carolina hurricanes. You're down by one 40 seconds to go. Your net's empty. Who is Rod Brindamore tapping on the shoulder and saying like, go get one, go tie this up, go be the man. We want the puck on your stick. Go make it happen. Like, I just don't know who that is. So, I think it was like this playoffs, it seemed like it was supposed to be Sebastian Ajo, and that clearly didn't work. Jeff Whiten. I mean, he had the one big goal uh, in the Rangers series. It was like the greasiest goal ever. Yeah. Well, and like they needed it, right? They were, they were on the verge of, they were on the verge of getting shut out again, and they needed it. And he got, he went and got it. Didn't matter though. Did I mean ultimately did not matter, but like that that was kind of the thing is that this was when they needed they needed Sebastian Ajo. They needed you know Teravine and Svechnikov. They needed somebody to step in, in into the spotlight and say, I'm not letting us lose. Right. This is our time. And that was where you know, when you look at Colorado's run, like who was gonna be the guy? You know, Kale McCarr won the con smite and Kale McCarr was awesome. But for me, man, you you look at Nathan McKinnon when they absolutely had to have it. Game six, where did it come from? Yeah. Nathan McKinnon in a 2-1 win has a goal and an assist. Yeah. And I don't care if that assist was just him getting lucky because it bounced off of a skate. That's a goal and an assist. And, mm-hmm. like, you've got you've to have it. And right now I think that's the biggest – I didn't pick Carolina second because I'm worried about their goalies, but when you get into the postseason, my concern about them being able to make a deep run is I don't know that there's a dude in that locker room. Yeah. Yeah. That's just that that absolutely burns him up. Refuse to lose, never say die. You know, I don't know that they've got the Goonies in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, if you don't if you don't have the Goonies in you, then it's hard to win a Stanley Cup. 
Yeah. So, yeah. They've, uh, yeah, they're one of the more interesting teams in the league because I feel like they, they should have had a lot more success than they've had uh, to this point. But, yep, yep. I remember watching, I, 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 and I've talked about it on here. I knew, uh, I knew Anti Ranta's groin was about to explode halfway through that save when his leg was like perpendicular to the ice, like five feet off of it. I was like, Ooh, <laughs> that's not going to end well. And it didn't. Is it my pick? It should be. Yes. <sighs> this is actually a tough spot to be in because Megan's going to take two teams that I like. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to stick with the battle of Alberta. I'm going to take Edmonton. Yeah, it's a good wow. thing. I, I between the top end talent, I I like the 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 moves that they've made defensively, and I'm I'm good rolling rolling the dice with Jack Campbell over Mike Smith. Like I, I don't know if it's gonna work in the postseason, but through a regular season, through 82 games, I'll take the chance. Also, I really wanted the rivalry. <laughs> I wanted Edmonton. It brings me no joy because everything I've learned about the Oilers has been against my will, but I still yeah. think that they're going to be a contender. <laughs> I just Is someone know. like forcing you to sit in a room and watch Oilers games? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I understand, like, our guy Dario married an Oilers fan, so contractually he's obligated to watch Oilers games. Like I get that, but what is happening here? What's going what is on? Happening? I just learned information about personnel. I'm like, man, I really don't like that guy or that guy either. But they're good. We need it. We need a. We need a, a segment every week of Megan's hot goss. No, we can't do it. We it's can find out much. which guys. We can find out which guys we should not be okay. It's pipe and hot. Honestly, it's fine. No, we're good. Okay, they're the Edmonton assholes. Got it. So, is it my turn? It is. It still is. You have turn. Turn. Yes. I'm going to pick St. Louis and New York Rangers. No, you... Wait, wait, wait. You're picking the Oilers, so you only get one more, right? No, no wait. No. I didn't think a I got AJ took the Oh, AJ took. Okay. St. Louis and New York. Okay. Got it. I'm dumb. Assuming you so, didn't take the team AJ wanted based on the face he made. Yeah. Um, I did or didn't? Did not. St. Louis, I think, is a great pick here. I is just... So let's let's talk about the Blues for a sec because yeah. you're like, St. Louis is a great pick here. And my immediate response is, is it? <sighs> I think so. Like, I think they are the prototypical second round hockey team. You think They're, so? Like good enough to be a tenth ish in the league, not good enough to really compete. I, yeah, I could agree with that. And like, yeah, you know, if if Bennington completely falls off the cliff, that's a problem for them. That's but the thing is that Bennington was bad last year outside of a two week stretch in the postseason where he looked pretty good. Uh he wasn't very good and they had Ville Husso to bail him out. Even beyond that, they had Charlie Lindgren as a third guy who was pretty good for them. None of those guys are that are, are there anymore. Their goalie, their goalie depth is gone. It's totally thinned out. It's Jordan Bennington or bust. That makes me uncomfortable to start with. But also, 
the whole selling point of the St. Louis Blues. 920 goal scores. Their depth. depth. Their depth. And David Perron is gone. Yeah. Just right off the top. He's gone. I don't uh, think they got better, but I, I still think they're solidly a playoff team, even with Bennington. Well, and like Nick Nick Letty is now going to be a major part of their defense. Can Justin Falk repeat the great season that he just had kind of out of nowhere? I'm... I just think that they are a less extreme version of the wild where a lot of things went their way last year. A lot of things went their way. And I I think that both teams, like somebody has got to emerge in the central, but I think both of those teams are, are ones that I'm just like, gosh, I think they're going to be more like 97 point teams instead of 109. Like, my thing about your comparison to the Wild is, yeah, a lot of things did go right for St. Louis, but I think there's a lot more that's sustainable there. You have Tarasenko, oh, definitely back to being Tarasenko. Right. You have Robert Thomas, who I think, at least in the regular season, is legit. Kyrou. Um, O'Reilly's in a contract year. Like, there's there's going to be, like, I think St. Louis is gonna probably second best in the Central. I still think it's a good hockey team. I just... Minnesota had 113 points last year, and St. Louis had 109. And I guess I'm just not sold their that level of good again. I feel like I look at the Stanley Cup playoff run, and their style of play did challenge the Avs at points, and the Avs were able to come up with solutions for it. But I look at Edmonton and St. Louis as being teams that went toe-to-toe with the Avs pretty well outside of the Stanley Cup final. And there definitely have been some changes with the loss of Perron, but... It's just a bad internet day. I was scared that one was me again. Um, huge gamble on the goal tillage. And she's back. <laughs> Did it freeze? A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, I said something really good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just I just qualified why I chose St. Louis, but it's kind of been said. So well, we'll be able to decide. So where where does everyone on the pod stand on New York? Because I get that Igor is great, but that I, team... I think they'll be better because I think a lot of their young guys are going to be... They're going to take one more step forward. I mean, Keandre Miller, Braden Schneider, one more year. Uh, you also have uh, Lafreniere, uh, one more year, right? Like, he looked... Uh, Filipino, one more year, right? Like, a one more... One extra year of development. I think they'll be... I think they will be better. Uh, I think they'll be better. Well, they're more well-rounded and like, like Igor carried them to 110 points last year by being all time. Great. Like legendary, even if he's just very good or just boring ass elite this year, instead of historically good, they should still be right there. I think that Megan probably took them higher than I would have, but I can at least see the appeal here. A lot of young guys getting better at the same time. An elite goalie, really high end top line, absolutely easy sell. They were a team that, depending on how the pick shook out, would have potentially been my next pick because a lot of a lot of like what AJ just said to me. I thought they overachieved last year. I was expecting them to kind of have a year like last year this year. So just getting all of that experience, being able to go on a run to the Eastern Conference Final, giving giving that series away to Tampa after taking a 2-0 lead. Uh, yeah, I, I just think that they kind of took an extra step last year. Um, 
and just got some experience that you you just can't replicate. Um, that'll help a lot of those young guys uh, continue to grow. And then, kind of like my my pick of the lightning, when you've got Shesterkin back there, he he proved last year he can cover up a lot of a lot of blemishes. Um, I, I think they're I think they're legitimately a team on the rise this year instead of the kind of upstart kind of catch you off guard. I, I think they'll be a top team. Boy, I, I'm not as sold as you guys. Their possession metrics were just so, so bad last year that Rough. even if they yeah. improved them, I, I still would say Lewis too. Yeah, sure. Those are two bad 5v5 teams that have to get better at that part of the game. No doubt. Uh, AJ, you're up. Uh, I'm taking Pittsburgh. Purely because Sidney Crosby is the man. I think Jake Gensel is about to score 40 goals. And because I just refuse to believe that their health luck is going to stay as bad as it was last year. Um, I like some of the things that they did on their defense. They really shook it up. Um, they made some changes. I really like the addition of Ty Smith to add in a puck, a more natural puck moving element other than Chris Letang. Uh, I like their their goaltending tandem on Tristan Jari's just fine. So I the really all three levels of their team I feel pretty comfortable with. And I think that's just a good old solid hockey team. So Penguins it is. That uh they were on my radar here coming up. Uh I'm gonna take Washington. That was the uh, other yeah, that was it. Yeah. <laughs> I was really just gonna take whichever one of those you didn't take. I figured you would take one of the two. Um Again, this is just a team that continues to be solid. No Nick Backstrom uh, for a lot of this year. Um, but I do like the ad of Darcy Kemper and that. I wrote about it a little bit in the five-on-five five this week. Uh, I feel like people wrote off a lot of Darcy Kemper's last year because he struggled in the playoffs. Because um, he, he couldn't see the fucking right, block for right, two right. months. Because he right. got stabbed in the eye. Jesus, man. Uh, he completely got an eye injury. Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, spontaneous, yeah. Um, was that the but, weirdest fucking tweet thread, man? That's that, that Jeff. I actually weird. like Jeff quite a bit most of the time, but that oh, his, his eye spontaneously stopped working. It's like getting into a car accident and saying, I spontaneously have a back problem. Right, like, right. what are well, you talking about? He also, there was something else in that tweet that he had in quotes. Like, he had injury in quotes. It's like, are you implying he wasn't actually injured? <laughs> um, I think he walked it back, too. Given yeah, long. yeah. And, and like you said, I, he's, I, I've seen that dude tweet. Like, he's not, he's not, he's not that guy. Like that. I like but, Jeff a but, lot, actually. Um, yeah, I just thought that was a, a really funny take on all that. Uh, and, and so I think Kemper will be a, a big improvement. I mean, that's a team that obviously likes to score goals. They've got some high powered offense. Uh, if they can do a little bit better job, keeping them out of their own net, uh, I think it'll be in much better shape. And uh, Darcy Kemper, I think will help uh, better equip them to do so. Okay. I, I don't have a, a strong argument against Washington here. I, I do think. Can we see the, the draft board? Yeah, I kind of just want to see where, can... what, what we look like after three rounds here. Yeah. If I my suspicions are correct, I'm pretty sure we have a lot of East Coast teams. Yeah, I was well, gonna say you can, you can tell that we think were 100 point better. teams last year. Yeah. Like it was, it's easy to look at the the teams and be like, oh, these were yeah. all really, these are all pretty good hockey teams. 
Yeah. Anyway. It's just four from the West, and they're all Megan and AJ. <laughs> uh, anyway, for my next pick, I, I'm keeping it right on the line with the Penguins and, and Washington. I'm going with Boston. Okay. Uh, mostly because they managed to keep the band together for the most part. Bergeron came back. Krejci came back. And they have something like 10 dudes in contract years, including <laughs> Pasta and Zaka. Yeah. So you're not worried about the injuries well into December? No, I think... Maybe January. Look, I are they going to finish top two in their division? Probably not. Are they a third place or wild card team? Yeah. I think so. I think so. Yeah. I just, so my, my thing, the injuries, if like Charlie McAvoy for three months is a really big deal. Um, You know, like they've got a couple of guys who are not going to be around for a few months and how much ground do they lose in that time is really the, 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 to be honest, it's the only reason I didn't take Boston with my pick because I think the Bruins on paper are better than both than, than the last couple teams picked. But on paper is not on the ice, and availability is a big time problem for that franchise right now. So, look, I, I that's get, my concern with that. I, that's the only counterpoint I have. I get McAvoy's a stud, but I think they can get by with Windholm and Carlo. Below that, it gets a little bit sketchier. But more importantly than that is, I think that Swayman in particular has proved himself as a solid goaltender for them behind them. And, and if he can play well for them, then they can get through the injured part of the season and be fine. Uh, do have another pick coming up, but first we are brought to you by Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNBR. You can get it at your local liquor store. You can also get a ton of other awesome merch at breckbrew.com. So be sure to go check that out. Uh, their beer is awesome. No, no two ways about it. Absolutely love their beer. And uh, on Friday, well, technically, like, tomorrow but on friday you can go down to the bar for our grand opening and have some have some beers friday friday grand opening yep that's the key one so should be a fun friday for all of us i think pretty much everyone at the company is going to be down there so if you want to come stop by say hi have a beer with us friday is the day to do it should be a blast. If you haven't had a look at the new bar yet, you got to come on Friday to check it out too. The new setup. The bar will just be full of DNVR employees and then their guests. And then like, <laughs> other people can also fit. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. So it should be a blast on Friday. Hope y'all will come join us for that at the bar. Also brought to you by Avaca TV. Go to avaca.tv slash Colorado 10 today to get three months off. You get ten dollars off, so it's just fifteen bucks a month for the first three months. Evoca TV slash Colorado ten. They've got Altitude, AT and T Sportsnet, national channels, NFL Network. You name it. If you're a sports fan in Colorado, they've got everything you could possibly want. So check them out today. Even after the discount, it's only twenty five bucks a month for television. So way cheaper than some of the other options for Altitude out there. Uh, they're great. They're super supportive of us. Obviously, they're big deal with the DNVR Nuggets trip to Serbia, producing the uh, the documentary that's going to go up on Avaca TV. Which, by the way, we have a DNVR channel on Avaca TV. Pretty cool. I want to get it just for that. You can swap over to us after games and pregame and stuff like that. Uh, okay. Next period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. With my next pick. 
I feel like I might be going a little bit off the board with this one, but I'm going Columbus. You mother son of a bitch. <laughs> you dirty rotten bastard. Snake. Seriously. I'm just, I'm just look, you look at their roster with Gaudreau. You don't have to sell it to me. I was Damn. I was gonna take him next. <laughs> they were my next pick. Now you're gonna make me build the Pacific Division. Uh. <laughs> Soldier say less. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What AJ said about Johnson and Sillinger the other day. That's what really sold me on him. Uh damn me. Damn it, damn it, damn it. <laughs> All right. Uh... So that one was easy, I guess. You're we're up to pick <laughs> 14 now, which is AJ? No, Jesse. No, uh, yeah. Um All right, because we are just kind of in that that point now where it's not even necessarily going off the board. You just got to take the teams that you think are going to pan out. All right. There's a team here that I should take, and I'm not going to. Ah, you know what? Actually. Dude, it's uh, not that deep. It is that deep. AJ, I'm nervous. I want to win the poll after. No, I'm just kidding. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm going to take Nashville. Yeah, I'm going to take Nashville. I think that's a solid pick for this range. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, AJ. I wasn't going to, but... Fine. I... I... <laughs> I think I think the addition of McDonough should really help them. Yeah, um, and that was the thing that pushed me over. And I really like the addition. Super sneaky, but I really like Nino Niederreiter there. I think oh, yeah. that's sneaky, bro. I think I think he adds a really good element to their second line, and they can mm -hmm. balance out Tanner Janot. Probably not going to score twenty goals again, but uh, mm -hmm. Philip Tomasino is a guy that could ascend in their lineup. If Janot ends up being for real, that really helps them. That's great. Right. Um, but I, I do really, uh, I, I think that they're a little bit deeper last year and that will help mitigate from the fact that they probably aren't going to get career years out of five guys again. Yep. Yep. And so, you know, I'm into it. I'm, I like that. I like that pick. And yeah, it was like you said, the, it was the McDonough that kind of pushed it over. And then, uh, I, I, I forgot, I honestly forgot until I was sitting there kind of going through that they picked up Nino Niederreiter a couple weeks after free agency opened. Um, I was mad about that signing. It was such a good, mm -hmm. I think such a good one. Was. You know, I think it was similar to some other teams. Like, like you guys said about Kemper, I think people are sleeping on Nashville because they watched the playoff series without UC Soros. Yeah. Well, UC Soros really wasn't their problem. <laughs> so I think the Soros thing, like it's easy to be like, oh, well, they didn't have Soros. Well, Connor Ingram had like a nine twelve or something in that series. He mm. was just fine. I, I don't think Nashville wins that series with Soros in. I don't. They maybe win like a game, but they are a better team yeah. with Soros in that. Yeah, I just the guys in front of them. Uh, McDonough will help Eckholm. Eckholm is the one that really struggled in that postseason series mm -hmm. and McDonough should be able to help bail him out of some of that defensive responsibility. So mm -hmm. I, I just think, I think they're a little bit deeper uh, at both forward and defense. I think that yeah. they are, I think they are actually the top contender in the central for second place. 
I think they're the Blues' yeah. biggest competition. I think I think Nashville and St. Louis are both going to be solid hockey teams. Like you said, Rudo, I think people are a little down on them because they got waxed by one of the yeah. best teams the league has seen in yeah. you know several years. Um, That's a buzzsaw. <laughs> Especially in that first round where they were right. like, let's get the fuck out of here. They were the healthiest right. they've been all season. Yeah, yeah the healthiest they trailed been all season. once in that series, and they responded by scoring twice in three minutes. And we're like, no, we're yeah, done. This is, done. This is for Broadway nothing. We're out of here. Bye, guys. And and so I think some people kind of forget that, yeah, Nashville had a, had a decent season. A lot of it was on career years, but uh, I like the depth. I think, they'll, I think they'll do all right next year. I like the uh, this leaves me. I think it's really funny that the Minnesota Wild had 113 points last year, and we're like 15 picks in, and none of us want to take the bait. <laughs> no. I was um, say, bait is the right word. Yeah, I'm not about to. I'm taking the Canucks uh, because a full season under Bruce Boudreau, I really like Thatcher Demko. I think defensively they're okay. Uh, but I, I don't think that Elias Patterson is going to struggle the way that he did at the start of last year. Offensively, I really like the top forwards uh, on that team. I just think that, like, all the way down, it's just, like, solid. Yeah. Yep. And I have, I have too many Pacific Division teams. <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> AJ's realizing he's about to lose this poll. Yeah, because I'm like, oh, I really should have taken the Kings, but another was, Pacific Division team. Yeah, it really, it really screwed me up when you took Columbus, you dick. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Usually, this is you guys screwing me in these, so let me have this one. All right. Yeah, I Columbus is in a weird spot where like I think they'll be fine for this year and maybe next, and then stuff gets really weird for them after that. For me, it's it's if can Elvis be a, a number one, and then you know we'll see. But anyway, Megan, you got two picks. Please take Pacific Division teams to stop me. I I don't know how this is gonna go over. I want to pick. Um... Ottawa and Anaheim. You can have Anaheim, but I'm not sell, happy with you. Sell, I mean, sell the people. Yep. Jason McTavish. <laughs> State your case. Trevor Zegris. Jamie Drysdale. I mean, those are all good and young individual players, but... <laughs> I really like the Ottawa pick. I yeah, really like Ottawa. I, I, I thought about them for my last one. My problem I, with Anaheim is like, can you really be successful when Troy Terry is your top scorer? Like uh, Anna, Anaheim, I'm really interested in. I'm really interested in Anaheim. Last year, they did some overachieving at the beginning of the season. It looked like maybe they had potential to kind of follow that Kings the LA Kings track. Um, they kind of fizzled out like this year. They're, they're kind of officially turning the guard over to the young kids. Yeah. Jamie Drysdale, Mason McTavish. Um, like the problem is like, what is their top six? Sure. You have Zgrus, you have Terry, but Mason McTavish needs to be a top six guy day one, or you're running out 
Adam Henrique as your two C? Like, yeah, I, 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 I could. I'm not necessarily. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if I'd go to the like up to Blackhawk and place money, or I guess just into the DraftKings app and place money on them making the playoffs. But like, I, I could legitimately see with John Gibson and Net a young core in Anaheim having one of those fun kind of special seasons where maybe analytically they don't show out, but they're scoring goals and having fun. And I, I, I could see it. I like your Ottawa pick more than your Anaheim pick though, Megan, but I L Y other, I either way. I think Ottawa's bait. <laughs> uh, I think their I, I, top I, six, I think their top six is really good. I think Thomas Shabbat is really good. Name another guy that should be in the top four in the on an NHL defense uh, on that roster. Um, their goaltending tandem is hopes and dreams with Anton Forsberg repeating last season, uh, and their bottom their their bottom six I just don't think is competitive enough. So I love I love where the Sens are going. I just don't think that they're there yet. I like it. I would have taken. I Otto would have been. My pick for this round. I you really don't like their bottom six that much. I really don't, and I really think that their defense is still bad, barring like multiple I, breakouts. I their defense is a problem. I I agree with you there, but like, I, I like, don't think their bottom six like, is that it, bad. Man. Their defense reminds me of the old Abs. They have a really good top six. They've got two defenders you've heard of, and. They've got a goalie that you may like, and then after that is it is all hopes and dreams. Between and dreams. like Formanton and Austin Watson, I, I just don't think their bottom six is as much of a problem as you think it is. You named two borderline players for me. Formanton has had a thirty-two point season, man. I like Formanton, but if that's the that's the guy that you're carrying the torch for as your bottom six guy, I'm good. So first just, of all, you I were the one year... carrying Austin Watson's torch last year. What? You were all about him. Me? I've never season. been about Austin Watson okay. in his entire life. Whatever you say. Anyway. Um, I really don't want to take another Pacific Division team. Comma, but. I mean, I'm not going to. I refuse to take another one. Um, but I do think I do think that this is a good place for me to take Minnesota. It's right in the middle of it. I don't like I'm not banking on all these guys having career years again, but I do think look, Marc-Andre Fleury is is a serviceable goaltender at this point in his career. He's fine. I still think that's a really good defensive team. I think they're really well coached and they have a true blue nasty superstar, Kirill Kaprizov. So, five picks in. I'm good there. I would not have gone there, but I'm like 98% sure Jesse's about to snipe me here. <laughs> well, the team, the team that I really wanted to pick is not going to make it to my next pick. So, uh, Yeah, see, I've got a couple. I'm just trying to decide which one I think is more likely to get back around to me. Um, I'm going to take Winnipeg. I'm going to finally move out west. Uh, and take the Jets. When you've got the elite goaltending, and like a lot of their players in place are still really quality. And I think this is a this is a discovery year for them. Are we still in it, or do we need to start the the, the tear down? Uh, and and I'm gonna trust that 
they'll take advantage of a division that's a little up for grabs once you get to number two. Uh, and I'm going to trust that they can sneak in there kind of late uh, as a late round pick for me and yield some good results. I think this is like me taking the Canucks. Like you're just banking on a coaching change. You're banking on the proven guys being who they've been. Yep. And like carrying the load there. Uh, yeah. I think that's fine, man. I I think their their defense is really interesting to me because I think if they just make the one swap, Logan Stanley out, Dylan Sandberg in, mm-hmm. it raises the floor of that group quite a bit. They do not have the high end. They don't have a true top pairing guy. But between Schmidt, Morrissey, Dylan, and what I think Sandberg is going to be, like I think that, that it's... It's it's like a it's like an okay defense. Instead yeah. of having a top pairing, it feels like they've got three second pair like low end second pairings. Well, and it's and like then... if if Rick Bonus can get out of them what he got out of the Dallas defense, right. and they right. have Hellebuck back there, I can see where winning games against the Jets this year could be. Like See, pulling teeth, man. It could just be a I, miserable. I'm a little night. concerned that they broke Hellebuck, though. Oh, I'm definitely mm. not. Yeah, I was, I, it's just. Can that guy really go 66 games again? Like, <laughs> well, and it was dumb because they lost Eric Comrie because they overworked Bucky last year, and it cost him. They didn't play him enough, and that's why Comrie was a UFA and not an RFA. And he played so well last year that they couldn't afford to keep him. Right. Like literally, like it's such a mismanaged franchise that it's hard to bank on them. But then you go and look at their roster, and you're like, there are guys all over this thing. Right. I'll say that. I mean, that's a team last year that I really thought was going to be a contender in the Central. Um, and I think they just they kind of had they just had one of those seasons where things started going wrong, and they couldn't ever get it back on track. Um, then Paul Maurice and, walked out on them. Right. And so you just hope that with a with a fresh slate uh, this season, they can get off to a better start. And like AJ said, they've got the pieces in place that they can be a competitive team. So uh, that's what I'm banking on here. Did I take your pick, Rudo? You didn't. Oh, nice. I was a little surprised. Uh, let me make sure my pick's not taken. Bring up the board really quick. I don't think they got taken. But I have two teams that I want here, and I just have this sneaking suspicion you're going to go back-to-back with them. Okay, so I'm definitely taking L.A. Oh, okay, nice, sweet. So at least one of mine will be there. <laughs> uh, Stop I, me from myself. I really think L.A.'s got to take that step this year. I think they still have the solid pieces up top. Kevin Fiala is a huge add for them. That's a huge get for them. It's a really big piece for them. They could um, not score. They Like 35 shots on goal per game, but they could not score. If they can just get anything out of Kaliev and Byfield, I think they're a playoff team. I really debated taking them over the Canucks, but the Canucks are the new shiny, and I'm a moron. So I'm a, you know, I chase the shiny things, and it's what I do. You know, being a boy is hard sometimes. It is hard. <laughs> It'll. Be... You know, I I think you definitely have some question marks around their defense. To be fair, yeah, how how long can Drew Doughty keep being a real NHLer? 
I I like their defense when healthy. Because remember last year, by the end of the year, they were playing like one dude that was a part of their regular lineup. I think Sean Dursey proved he should be part of it. Yeah, Dursey. I like I like Matt Roy. I like Mikey Anderson. I think all those guys are actually solid. Dude, um, if I I really stay healthy. I really do think if Drew Doughty is healthy, I I think they bumped the Oilers in the first round last year. I think they would have been. Oh yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So no, I I uh, I like I like LA. I like that 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 was my last like real pick i think stuff starts to get really hard now yeah this gets real silly when it comes to choosing teams well and like like let's be real here somebody's gonna have to pick vegas and feel bad about themselves doing it because <laughs> it's just like it's just a, it's a franchise covered in slime right now yeah you know like they just they, like like remember growing up watching nickelodeon and you get slime love it like Vegas is covered in the green shit right now because they've just debased themselves at every turn and they've done players dirty and they've been, it's just been a brutal culture there. It, it, and like, but then you look at the team and you're like, it's a pretty okay team. Um, Where do they yeah. fit in this puzzle? I'm not taking Vegas. I'm going to, I'm going to take a team that I think is going to be kind of fun this year, but I'm going to lose a lot of votes for picking. You son of a bitch. Yep, we already know where it's going. No, yeah. I, do you? I think I do. I'm yeah, taking I mean, Detroit. Yeah, that's, that's, what, that's what I thought. So I thought you were done. <laughs> All right, it's gonna be like that. You and <laughs> you and this Lucas Raymond bullshit. Ah, right, let's stop. go. Dude, this has gotta stop. <laughs> this is out of control, that. sir. It, it's not just it's not just Raymond though. They got Perron. Nice get for them. They got Charat, who I get the conversation around him, but he's going to make their defense better in the immediate. <laughs> Look, Ben Charat for free is a different conversation. Yeah. <laughs> but more importantly than all of that, they got Billy Huso. Yeah, Huso and Nadelkovic as a tandem is like it's gonna be we'll interesting. Earn a job. Yeah. Like it's you know, it's like a reality TV show. <laughs> So I don't know that they're quite a playoff team, but I think they're close. Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, I do like uh, Detroit this year. I, uh, they'll have they'll have Tyler Bertuzzi available to them um, again for most. Of, I guess most of the year. Yeah. Um, you do like their like like Dylan Larkin is in a contract year. Uh, you know they've got. They've got some interesting guys that you could certainly sell yourself on, and obviously, Mo Cider is the shit. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about that. Um, all right, well, cool. The two teams I was going back and forth on, you took neither of them, so I thought this would be easier for me. But uh, I am AJ. I do apologize. I'm going to take the Isles. Um, I, I just, I think, yes, they were in shortened seasons. They were in the COVID shortened seasons, the bubble. Um. But you just don't make two back-to-back runs to the Eastern Conference Final and then drop off a cliff for seemingly no good reason. Uh, I I think this is a top three tandem in the NHL, um, at, at least. Um, they did nothing this offseason. Literally nothing. They added Except nothing. Except Fireberry Trots. Except for Fireberry Trots, which was an interesting move. Um, but I, I, just, I just think that is too good of a team to – be that bad again 
They had a nice late surge. Wasn't anywhere near enough. They had been out of it for months at that point. Um, but that's a team that I think last year was a blip. I don't know if they're going back to the Eastern Conference final necessarily, um, but I think they will absolutely be a little bit more competitive uh, and and at least be in the playoff conversation a little bit later than American Thanksgiving. I mean, the, the big thing for them, right, is Dobson is dope. They have that locked up. He has another year under his belt. And the big question is how good can, can Romanov be for them? Well, and they have a true top pairing in Pelik and Pulak. Then yeah. you have Dobson, and then you do have a a, a Romanov, and like their, I think their defense is it's fine. Like it's it it could be really good. It could disappoint. Um, can Matt Barzell get back to being the dynamic game breaker that we saw earlier in his career? Right. How does Lane Lambert, first time head coach, how does he handle stepping out of the shadow of Barry Trotz? And that's the the Lane Lambert. Barry Trotz factor is why I've been waiting on the aisles and didn't take them over the, uh, in, in the last round because I just was not, I don't know anything. I don't know if Lane Lambert has got the goods or not. Yeah. You'd love to believe so, but I have no idea. So I am, uh, I'm, I'm, I would love to believe the aisles are coming back this year. I just don't know. Yeah. We shall see. Yeah. Like I said, didn't, didn't add much, but uh, you just have to imagine that you don't fall off of a cliff like that for no, for no good reason. Yeah. Keep in in mind. It was something like 15 game road trip to start the year right? to start the season. Yeah. And then when that went poorly and then injuries, they never got into a rhythm. They never got to settle in and play hockey until the end of the year. And they were pretty long COVID pause. Yeah. Okay. We're into the bottom 10. Uh, well, I'm the team that I kept thinking was going to get picked here, but I'm taking the Devils. Um, I think their defense is pretty solid. I think they finally have a goaltender that can actually stop some pucks, and I think offensively they're dynamic as hell. So I'm, I'm, uh, I think the John Marino addition for them. Um, but Ty Smith is not a guy that they really needed. They didn't need more puck moving help. They needed a guy that's just going to defend, defend, defend. I think John Marino was a great fit for them. Um, we'll see how Vanacek does in net, but I'm willing to at least, but like he was, he was fine in Washington. I can understand why Washington felt like they needed to get better at that position, but Vanacek is such an improvement for the devils. Um, and their offense I think is going to be downright explosive. So I'm, I've got New Jersey here. That's a good pick. I like that usually not a fan of going out and getting the veteran guy, but it does feel like Pilat is such a slam dunk for them. I mean, it just like a good top six. Oh, it just got better. Like, and to add a little bit of professionalism into the room, a little bit of a, a a little bit of accountability, a little bit of, I don't, I don't think he's going to be a major attitude guy, but he's definitely like a guy that I think walks in and just gives them a little bit of, been there maturity. done that kind of yeah. yeah a little bit of maturity i i think he's going to be the most disappointing free agent on the ice coming from that culture and that locker room and all that stuff there's no way you don't bring positives with um attitude and experience and all that shit but but i andre Pilat is my one who i've got pegged is and i mean it's it, it's natural right and i could very easily be proven wrong but this guy's never played anywhere other than Tampa, he's only ever played for John Cooper, um, you know, in this very successful era of, of lightning hockey. Uh, 
how is he going to how how is he going to handle it playing for a team that is not expected to make the playoffs this year? How much of a big time contributor can he actually be? I'm not uh, saying it can, makes me like the devil's life. His season, if he can just put up the eighteen goals that he did last year, I think they'll be plenty happy with that. Sure. Like, just be the guy that he has been. He, he, they don't need him to be a driving force there. It's just more of a fill in the gap and let the kids grow. Yeah. Also, Dawson Mercer. That guy. Mm-hmm. Rules. Okay, Megan with another double pick here. All right, I'm gonna pick Seattle. Ah. Uh. Don't don't mind it. Not appreciated. On my next. Um, I wanted Seattle. Yeah, they were going to be my next pick. (laughs) Oh, all right. Well, that makes me feel better that it wouldn't have gotten back to me anyways. Yeah. Nope. They were not. They were not getting to you, my man. Because I actually really (laughs) like the Kraken this year. I Truly, like, I think offensively they've added enough firepower that if they can stay healthy, right. um, there there has to be some level of freaking bounce back uh, from Philip Grubauer. We talked about it yesterday. Is it a 9-10, a 9-20? I don't know. But I do, I do like where they are headed in general. Uh, and then offensively, you had Burakovsky and Bjorkstrand, two of the, two of the best pure shooters uh, in the game. That helps yeah. an offense. You get Brandon Tanev back to be a to be a, a third line energy, mix it up attitude guy for you. That helps. It, it to me, it's how quickly can Shane Wright and Matty Beniers become the guys that everyone thinks they can be. Is Shane Wright even on the team this year? Because True. if he is, I think that makes them even better. Because you have a third line of Shane Wright, Jonas Donskoy, and Brandon Tanev. That's a pretty good third line, it's, man. Mm-hmm. I. Uh, Especially because they're in the Pacific, like it wouldn't blow me away if they were like competing for a wild card spot. It wouldn't blow me away if they made one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I just think the Kraken have the I the the upside of the Kraken is there. Yeah, for sure. But if Grubauer doesn't respond, none of it matters. True. <laughs> like yeah. as we saw last year, like offensively they couldn't score, but defensively they were pretty solid last year uh, now losing giordano is gonna hurt but yeah. i think uh i think defensively they'll still be like fine they'll be competitive again uh and then you know it, it really comes down to groovy all right megan who's next um man this is hard i know who i want but i think dallas is a better choice from what i want so our, okay. our stars like collective disrespect on this pod. <laughs> I love that it is it has been on brand from day one of this podcast. No respect for Dallas ever. It it is a smarter choice than what other options I was looking at though. So I still think it's an okay forward group. So like Heiskanen. Ottinger is going to be great. Yeah, considering it's your second to last pick, like they're, you know, you have a you have a legit top line with with Hints and Pavelski uh, and Robertson. You have a, a star defender in Haskinen. Pretty good defense around him too. It's solid with guys like Lindell and Suter. Ottinger, obviously, everybody believes is 
after that postseason series, the breakout is coming. Like, plenty of talent there. I'm not happy yeah. about it. <laughs> <laughs> this is, well, this is like somebody's going to pick Vegas. Like I say, it's going to feel dirty. And you're just like, ugh. All right. Very quickly, we are brought to you by Game Time. If you're looking to purchase tickets to any sporting event here in Colorado, Game Time is the way to go. You can download the app. There's a link right down in the description that you can get your tickets from. Prices up to 60% off. So you get amazing tickets from Game Time. If you haven't checked them out yet, you can go do it right now. Look, I'm telling you, apps tickets are going to be hard to come by this year. So game time might be the way to get in and do some of that. Uh, it's 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 an awesome app. It works super well. It guarantees you the lowest price. You got to go check them out. Um, if you love the NBR, game time is the way to go to get tickets. Again, there's a link down in the description if you want to check it out. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the game time app. All right. AJ is next. Uh, yeah, I understand everybody's got, uh, uh, questions about what's going to happen, uh, in the future with them, but, uh, we're at the bottom of the league here and I'm buying stock on, on Martin St. Louis and the Habs. Uh, I like the Canadians here. Uh, and I, you know, I'm going to get stuck with one of the Blackhawks or Coyotes and Megan will get stuck with the other one and. Uh, so, you know, uh, I might as well just load up on, uh, a team that actually, I think has a little bit of upside here because, uh, Montreal's got, I can't believe I'm taking Montreal over Vegas again, the disrespect, but like Montreal, Montreal's got a, a forward core that I like could be a lot of fun. I mean, uh, you know, Suzuki and Brendan Gallagher, if they're healthy, you know, Josh Anderson, they got, they got Dadanov. Uh, Kirby, Kirby Doc is there. Cole Caulfield, a full year of that guy. Is, is Slavkovsky going to make the team? I don't know. I, I'm I'm not planning on him making it, uh, which I think would make him the first forward taken first overall since Matt Sundin to not make the NHL for hockey reasons and not other things happening. Um, the price injury kind of is, eh, I don't know. I don't really yeah, trust Jake Allen and, and Sam Montabal in that, but like I I just don't. I think the rest of the I think the rest of the roster has enough talent that if they get even an average year out of Jake Allen, that I'm there. I think they could. I I just think that they could be a tough out every night. I don't think that they'll be good, but I think they could be a tough out and. Let's be real here. I'm never buying stock in the Buffalo Sabres ever again. <laughs> True. And that was True. the only other team I was going to think about here. That, that's that's why I hate the Oilers so much. Like every time I bring up the Oilers, I'm just I'm so negative because I I've, I've been burned. I've been, I've been burned for 13 years. Where I'm like, oh well, now they finally have the piece. I'm just fully out. I'm never I mean, convinced they'll they do They went to a conference like- final at least. Buffalo can't even make the postseason. Yeah, yeah, but I mean. <laughs> And again, like just somehow, even that, the Oilers are like, wow, I can't believe they're here. Swept, asses kicked in four straight games. It's like, okay. Every time, every time the Edmonton Oilers franchise has tricked me into thinking that this would be the year they had it, they just, and even after that first year with McDavid, they made the playoffs. Like, well, I guess they finally are turning around. Missed like two or three years in a row. It's like, I'm out. I'm hard out. You'll never get me to say anything good about the Oilers ever again. They're perennially, perennially 
terrible until they aren't. All right. So who are you taking, Jesse? Yeah. <laughs> I'll be the one to do it. I'll yeah. fall on the grenade. I was going to take it if you didn't. So I'll <laughs> take Vegas. The, the, the goaltending is such a question mark. Um, yeah, you lost Patch already. You played most of last season without him anyways. Uh, the, the, the personnel is still, even with all the tearing down, which it, it's, makes it that much extra, like I can't believe you actually blew it last year. The, the, the personnel is still high-end, even with the people they've, they've had to literally give away for free. Um, you like Eichel if Stone is back healthy. Love Shea Theodore, Alex Petrangelo on the back end. Um, like I said, I think the goaltending is going to really struggle uh, this year. I think that's going to be something they're going to have to actively be battling through every night. Um, but in a weak Pacific division, I, I, I still just think that there's enough there um, that that they could be a, a good team again next year. Um, this may be... This may be the official start of the uh, of the teardown, though, if things don't go according I guess, to plan. I guess I just don't see it as much. Like their top six is fine, right? But their depth has taken so many hits at the mm-hmm. at the at, at forward, and then defensively, like Alec Martinez, really, like I guess I'm just not. I don't know. Uh, the deep, like yeah, I like I, Theodore. I have serious questions, but bottom five team in the league. I, 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 I was that. gonna, I, I was gonna say, yeah. There's I, only, there's yeah, only Aiden, so many teams. Aiden left Hill, there. Logan Thompson, and Laurent Brossois is why I'm not picking them. It's not even spite. It wasn't even like hatred of my heart doing it. It was those three names. The rest of that may not matter. Yeah, but again, like when you're down at this part of the league, like there's not many. Goalie True. tandems that instill much more confidence. Right? But yeah. I mean, we're, we're picking blah here for a reason. And, like, <laughs> I don't trust that Mark Stone at age 30 is no, just going to be like, ah, my back is good. <laughs> right. These problems we, I went mean, away from me. Like, I, I'll say you know, like, um, That's what we all thought was going to happen last year was that he was going to be like, huh, wouldn't you know? He's like, like uh, Charlie's dad from Charlie and Chaga Factor, like jumps out of bed suddenly. Ah, I actually am fine. But when that didn't happen, you're like, oh shit, this might actually be yeah. like well, a real, like, real problem. Yeah. Unless they find a way to actually activate and convince him to come out of retirement with Shea Theodore or Shea Weber, I don't think that their defense is going to get any better. The uh, Petrangelo has already defensively, he's bad. Like, he's gone from being league average when he showed up to being bad defensively. And he used to drive so much play that it was fine. It didn't matter. Is that going to continue? Shea Theodore's fine. Like, we keep wandering around him. But Alec Martinez, like, Braden McNabb is really limited. They they no longer have any defensive depth because they had some guys that I actually liked on the like, – a guy like a Dylan Coughlin that could step in and play decent minutes defensively for them. Not anymore. I, I don't not anymore for them. I I think that they are they are one or two injuries away from absolute devastation. And like you could maybe say the same thing uh, about most teams. Like if Andre Vasilevsky gets hurt and misses the season, how do you feel about Tampa Bay all of a sudden? Right. Like right. not quite as good. But they're already there. The season hasn't started yet. 
and they're they're already down the starting goaltender. So I I just think they are they are seriously one or two bad breaks away from being an absolute bottom feeder of a team. Well, it could happen. Uh, I, I still think the high end is still too high relative to the clicks, teams that are yeah, around yeah. them here. The 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 so high end is easily is, be a playoff team. Yeah, Buffalo, yeah. Montreal, Philadelphia, right. Arizona, Vegas. Right. Like yes, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it's like I just don't think there's. You're not going to find that much upside short of uh, that's why I wanted Seattle because I think that's the one other team in this range where it's like, yeah, we can see the upside there. Yeah. Yep. Um, Seattle was like the crown jewel of the bottom beaters. <laughs> okay. So five picks left. I have two here. The first one I think is super easy. I'm taking San Jose. Um, not that they're amazing or anything, but they have some decent pieces. Kacken and Annette. Uh, Carlson's overpaid, but he's still a solid producing defenseman. Hurdle on the forward side, Timo Meyer. Are they a playoff team? No. But are they decent? Yeah. And in the bottom five, I will take decent. And they're going to be able to trade all their goalies to all the other bottom five teams in this in this range. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think San Jose is an easy pick there. My other pick is going to be Buffalo. Based purely on the fact that I believe the Philadelphia Flyers are a sham of an organization and are just completely falling apart. Please don't, please, please don't stick me with the Flyers. (laughs) You can take Arizona instead. I'm going to take Arizona. I am going to take Arizona. (laughs) I am going to take Arizona, and I was going to take Philly until Rudo said I feel like they're falling apart, and I was like, you know what? The Coyotes already fell apart. Now they're at least trying to scrape the pieces back together. So we've already gone through that. Uh, and at very least, I don't know. I think I think the ASU rink will be cool for a couple of years. Ooh, <laughs> Kevin Weeks is tweeting that something's about to happen goalie wise. Let's go. Sharks San Jose is about to make another deal, yeah. baby. <laughs> completely okay. changes. So, AJ, you get to decide Megan's fate. No, there's no deciding here. Under no circumstances am I taking Chicago. (laughs) Under no circumstances am I taking that clown show of an organization. I at least, at least when I take the Flyers, I get to hang out with Gritty. I get to invite him to all the parties. At least I have Gritty. (laughs) I feel like an idiot for not taking Gritty. What a a dummy I am. I... This is where we are. I don't even care about the NHL team. I've got gritty. (laughs) This works. Take was so bad it killed my camera. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So do we have the final list? There you go. There's the full team's chat. Who who drafted the best division? What do you think? The Coyotes really pushed it over the top for me, I thought. See what's yeah, fun about this is is we will get a def- like we'll get a definitive answer on this by the end of the year. Yeah. Who had the best division? I'm actually excited to see that. It could be a redemption moment. <laughs> the Knights and Islanders picks for, are strong for Jesse down the list. <sighs> felt felt some decent value. Watch this be like <laughs> the our our divisions are split split like perfectly horrible and half good it just ends up being this total wash the funniest part is they're gonna get split it's gonna be like four points separate first and last place and we're gonna be like we did a pretty good job here (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) okay 
Uh, we'll throw a poll up on this on Twitter, so be sure to go vote and tell everyone what a fool I am or or if you think Jesse's a genius. Uh, but we are going to get out of here for the day. We appreciate all y'all hanging out with us as always. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow and Friday, of course, with two more shows this week. And then next week, preseason stuff starts happening. So hope you're ready. Hope to see you there. We are out of here until the next one. We will talk to you later.